Okay, we're going to continue our reading research with another chapter at Christmas. Um, Christmas, an uh, Irish Christmas with uh, Melanie Car Carlton. With a ghost whisper, a ghost uh, box going on in the back of the reading. And uh, this is for personal use so that I can hear it. So, here we go. I talk. I talk. Oh, here, it's Teddy. Teddy, we're back. Uh, uh, we're in the second chapter, and English and uh, Irish ghost, uh, Irish uh, Christmas, Christmas uh, melody first. Oh, hey, uh, don't worry about any of that now. I pause for dramatic effect. Oh well. Yeah, geez, I'm thinking of something shut, else to do with my life. So, was that mom's decision to sell the business and help to oh, wow. counter my own dilemma? And by burning her with layers of parental guilt, I didn't have to confess my lack of graduating with a prized business degree. But after I at home, we didn't talk too much. I wasn't sure if it was because of her or because of me, admittedly. I wanted to avoid any conversation with, that might force a confession. Or I wanted to confess. Just wasn't sure how. Or more important, when. As a musician, I knew that timing was everything. Still, I could tell that Mom was sad. Of course, she said she lost the love of her life. Might have been a result of some of the medication she was taking. Mm -hmm. She told me that Dr. Griswold had prescribed Valium for her nerves and shortly after Dad died. And I didn't take it at first, she told me, but then I figured maybe it would help. Well, I couldn't tell if it had helped or not, but it sure did knock her out. Consequently, there wasn't much for me to do but hang by the pool, mow the lawn occasionally, and see if any of my old friends were in town, which didn't seem to be the case. I'd stored most of my stuff, including my music instruments, and the second-hand piano I purchased with my tuition money. This guy is a schnook!
By the end of summer, I found myself spending more, more time at the rundown warehouse. I pulled the piano out into the open and had begun to just play for the fun of it. Unlike the tunes I played for the muskrats, this sort of piano was purely for my own enjoyment. And that's something I felt certain I didn't want people my own age to hear. It wasn't anything like the stuff that our generation listens to nowadays. In a way, it reminded me of country music which I claimed to despise, but the beat was different. I wasn't even sure how I'd explain it. Well, that was weird. was different. I wasn't sure how I'd explain it or if I cared to. But I was really getting into it and it was a good way to kill time. Perhaps it was a way to propose pulling the inedible and to avoid my mom. I wasn't sure how long I could hold out and I had no plan for how I would admit that I had squandered my tuition money as well as nearly two years of college. Mom had always been a pro-education and who knew how she would handle such a news. What an ass! She was already having a hard time anyway. Why about why add to her stress? Besides, I told myself she was actually sleeping anyway. Was usually sleeping anyway. As fall approached, my announcement was uh, that she was quitting the Valium. It makes me feel like I'm living in a cloud, she admitted. Like I'm half dead. Good for you, I told her. Still considering the fact that she was getting back on her feet, so to speak, and I didn't think it was the right time to dump on her just yet. Oh, God. And this book is all about her becoming uh, supportive of him. Huh. As September ended, both Mom and I were getting pretty antsy. I even had the gall to blame her edginess on her lack of narcotics, sometimes even suggesting, why don't you just pop a Valium, which made her furious. Why don't you just clean up after yourself, she tossed back at me. I said, 
suppose I'm getting a little chop sloppy. But then I'd grown up having Mom to clean up after me. And when Mom started to nag me about leaving messes in the kitchen or piles of dirty clothes in the laundry room, I'd get irritated if I got too worked up like I often did. Mom would start asking what I was going to do for employment now that I had graduated. How do you plan to use that college education, she would ask. I thought I was going to run a shoe sore. I tossed back, hoping to get keep my, her questions at bay. Then really get into it. And we really get into it, and she pointed out that it had been my choice, reminding me of how I'd made myself clear to Dad. Then I would blame her for not communicating with me. Could get pretty loud sometimes, like that muggy evening when one of our discussions escalated. Oh, fantastic word, E-S-C-A-L-A-T-E-D means it got loud, escalated. Uh, sometimes it means things were said that weren't meant to be said. Until we heated argument and I told Mom that I thought it was high time for me to move out. I need a place of my own, I shouted at her, knowing full well that the windows were open and half the neighborhood could hear us. Fine, she shouted back. And there's no time like the present, I added, almost expecting her to back down. Despite our disagreements, I thought she'd like having me around. Maybe that's for the best, she said. With tear-filled eyes reaching for her pocketbook, I'll help you get into a place. And then you can get a job to support yourself, Jamie. That would probably be good for you. She wrote me a check that would cover a month's work worth of rent and buy groceries and then told me good luck. But by late October, I was out of money. Still unemployed, about to be thrown out of the apartment. And one day, while strolling through town, he discovered that Mom had put the family home up for sale. What's going on here, I demanded, when I saw the real estate side planted in the front yard. Mom was raking willow leaves and looked up at me in a weary expression. Was she tired of me or just life in general? This place is too big for me, she said calmly. Too hard to keep up. Plus, it's too expensive to hire someone. There's a pool and the grounds and just everything. I decided to look for something smaller, perhaps. A little cottage near the ocean. I blinked at her in surprise. Who was this woman, anyway? I had become my mother. That small but feisty woman who could run an impeccable household and still have time to play cards with her friends and tennis at the club. 
it seemed like life had been sucked right out of this woman. It occurred to me that she probably needed my help. Maybe she even wanted me to move back home. Even so, I was too proud to ask if I could come back. I wanted her to ask me. Not only that, but I was too embarrassed to admit that I was still jobless and that naturally I brought up the other part of the problem. No way did I want to confess to her that I hadn't finished college or any of the other shortcomings. No, instead I just opened my big fat mouth and an escape plan I'd recently been toying with came flying up. Fine, I snapped at her. Go ahead, sell the house. You make all your decisions without me anyway. You know what? Her mom, his mom is a grown-up. He doesn't, she doesn't owe him anything. Any explanation. But just so you know, I planned on listening in the Air Force and I was on my way to the recruiter's office right now. I hear they're looking for some smart guys with college education, and I... What? Mom dropped the bamboo rake at her jaw in the same instant. You'd have thought I just told her that I was planning on chopping off my right arm or robbing a bank or something. Are you crazy, she demanded. Color drave her face, no doubt. I had her attention now, and even though my procrastination was rather half-hatched, not to mention... What was that, ghost? They were going to say something. Not to mention somewhat premature. It suddenly made perfect sense to me. Joining the Air Force sounded exciting and interesting. I'd watch their exotic TV ads about seeing the world plus. Didn't they offer three good meals a day? That was better than I was doing lately. Also, I heard they had education benefits by way of the GI Bill. Maybe I could even get my degree. When I finished. Plus, it would be the perfect way to delay the inevitable confessing all to Mom. My buddy Steve enlisted in the Air Force last June. I told her with false confidence. He thinks he'll be an officer. And with the business going on in Vietnam right now, I thought I'd... Why shouldn't I do the same, after all? It's my patriotic duty to President Kennedy. is the one who said, ask not what your country could do for you, but what... You could do for your country. James William Frederick. What? You taking leave of your census? census? No, Mom. 
I'm thinking straight, straighter than ever at the moment. And hey, I might even become a pilot. And I could. You could get yourself killed. Why do you have to go and jump to that conclusion? I asked in a surprising, calm voice. It was play, fun playing the mature person for a change. Don't you think Dad used to say how much he'd wanted to enlist during World War II? Every time we watched a war movie on TV, he'd got all depressed. He felt like he'd missed out on something really important. But he told me that no matter how hard he tried to sign up, they refused him to take him. That's because he was too old. Well, it was no secret that my dad had been about 12 years old, older than mom, but that hadn't been too old to enlist. He told me it was because he had flat feet. Mom blinked, then nodded. Well, that was interesting. That was a nice noise. Yes, that's right. Flat feet. And no flat feet. Or no flat feet. There was something about the way Mom had blurted out too old. That made me wonder if their age difference had been an issue with her. How it bothered her that he was so much older, and now he was gone, and she, only 41. Still nice looking, for a mom anyway. But he is a condescending little twerp. Even without makeup and twigs in her hair, she was pretty. But she looked too skinny and too uh, and her high cheekbones looked even higher than usual, with dark shadows in the hollows of her cheeks and dark shadows beneath her eyes. Was she okay? But what about Henry Act? Ackley, I demanded, pushing my sympathetic thoughts aside, and least for the time being, I had a point to make here about the Air Force and why I should join. Henry had been Dad's most faithful employee and proud veteran to boot. Henry used to tell me that joining the Air Force joining the armed forces was the best way a man could possibly serve his country. Henry didn't know everything. What do you mean by that? I demanded. Henry was always telling me war stories acting like being in the South Pacific was the greatest time of his life. Good grief! It had to be a lot more exciting than selling pumps to old ladies for Pete's sake. What are you talking about anyway, Mom? She stepped forward and looked me in the eyes. I'm talking about you, a young man. A young man with a bright future and a fine education. 
a young man who is willing to toss everything aside just so he could run halfway around the world to shoot guns and bombs and things. Who? Oh, Mom, I said in the most teasing voice. I had no idea you were anti-war. Did Dad know about this? Her eyes were filled with fire now, and she was really fuming. She reminded me of a character in those cartoons I used to watch on Saturday. Maybe the one with where Elmer Fudd got so fed up with Bugs Bunny that the steak came pouring out his nostrils and ears as he aimed a loaded shotgun at the rabbit's head. Well, my mother looked really ready to blow, too. I just shrugged, picked up her fallen rake, and took over where she left off, scooping a big clump of leaves into her pile. Without saying a single word, Mom turned away, stomped off toward the house. I think I actually felt the lawn vibrating with each step. And I felt pretty sure I'd missed a belt, a bullet, a mother bullet. But when Mother came back out again, after an hour or so, after I'd gotten all the leaves raked into one big neat pile. She informed me that I was not going to enlist in the Air Force and that I was not going to Vietnam and that I was not going to be a pilot. Not until you accompanied me to Ireland first, she said, told me in her firmest, most I mean business-like voice. Ireland, I said thinking my mother had finally lost her blueing mind. What on earth for? Because I said so. It was my... It was... Finally, she said with finality. And I'm already made the travel arrangements for us. Going there in mid-December for Christmas. You'll have just enough time to get your passport. And if you know what's good for you, you will not argue with your mother, young man. Colleen. Chapter 3. Why in the world are you here? Are you going to Ireland? My sister demanded, and I, as I refilled our coffee cups... Sally had been driven up from San Diego, and we were having our second cup coffee, and I returned the chrome coffee pot to its spot by the stove. Then she then sat back down, placing both my palms flat on the shiny plastic surface of my kitchen table. I studied the cheerful buttercup color of the plastic laminate and pondered her question. Oh, wow. It was a good question, one that deserved a good answer. 
had been only a week since I had announced my crazy plan to Jamie. To be honest, it was starting to have second thoughts myself. Really, Colleen, she persisted. And she picked up the creamer. What makes you want to go to Ireland? And for Christmas, you don't even know anybody over there, do you? No, I stirred cream into my coffee. Diane? Diane? Hmm. She's not dead. Okay. Emily? Emily? Yeah, that's my cat. Now, I would love to go traveling, but if I were you, and she led out alongside, looking dreamily out our quick kitchen window toward the Borgen Villa Bush, B-O-U-G-A-N-V-I-L-L-E-A Bush, but Ireland. Jamie is talking about joining the Air Force, I said, the words slowly still trying to absorb the meaning before his announcement. So, Sally shrugged, then stirred some sugar into her cup. So, I didn't want to go. Why not? She looked evenly at me. Okay, who does that? Uh, Victoria Laurie does that, evenly. Hmm. I mean, she writes that way. I could tell. I was walking on thin ice here, especially since her husband, Richard, had only recently retired from a lifetime career in the Navy, and their older son, Larry, was considering following in his dad's footsteps after high school graduation in two years. You are something against military, Colleen? No, no, of course not. Consider my words carefully. It's only that Jamie just graduated from college, and first of all, that what makes you sure about that? It's not like you saw him graduate, did you? Has he shown you his diploma yet? No. That's not really the point. What is the point? I don't want to go off to Vietnam and get it hurt. Why would he get hurt, Colleen? From what I hear, it's mostly about peacekeeping, restoring the order. According to Richard, it should be all over before very long. You know, there's not one war that America has ever been in that some asked and said, Well, it'll be over by Christmas. World War II is five years. The last war we're still in was 22 years. Has he shown you his diploma yet? No, 
but she should look into that. Why would he get hurt, Colleen? You know how many people got hurt in Vietnam? Tons. 58,000, I think, died. According to Richard, it should be over. Hmm. Sally frowned, then reached over and placed her hand on mine. It's because of losing Hal, isn't it? You're worried that... Since you've been recently widowed, you only have Jamie left. Am I right? I looked out the window in time to see a goldfish lightning on a branch, but nodded. Yes, I'm supposed, I suppose that has something to do with it. But why Ireland? And if you're worried about Jamie's safety, you might want to think again. What I've heard about that new prime minister in Northern Ireland is not going to be the first, most peaceful place either before long. It's hard to explain. Suppose I've wanted to see Ireland for a long time. Is it because of your name, Sally Keith? You think that your mom named you Colleen means you're Irish? Because I can assure you that it's not the case. She just happened to like the name. If Dad had his way, we'd all be Norwegian names like Helga and Olga and Gunrun. Gudrun. I never heard that one. I chuckled. Can you imagine being Gunrun? It sounds like a bad case of indigestion. Maybe it's because of the movie, remember? Quiet Man and John Wayne and Marino era. She was yummy. About ten years ago, I was so taken with it. Ireland looked like such a pretty place, so romantic. Backing up. Sally seemed to consider this, then eagerly nodded. Oh, I love that movie too. Well, except for the part where he spanked her. That was uncalled for. I loved. I laughed, then agreed. So, there's no talking you out of Ireland trip then. You and Jamie won't change your minds? Come down and spend Christmas with us this year? No, but thanks anyway. The travel agent has it all booked up. Jamie's already applied for his passport. And yours must be still good. Yes, it's been less than three years since Hal and I went to Paris. Sally sighed. And I'll bet you're glad you did that, aren't you? Good thing you didn't wait for your 20th anniversary after that. After all, would that have been 
last winter, I nodded. Who knew how it would be gone by then? I could almost see the wheels turning in Sally's head now. Hal and I had kept quiet about our anniversary for years, and not for the first time. I could see my sister doing the mental math and calculating about how Hal and I married in February, but how Jamie was born the following July, only six months later, and weighing in a half to eight pounds, four ounces. He wasn't a bit premature either, still as usual. Sally didn't mention this slight decrepancy, and I suspected she and Richard had their own secrets too. Some sleeping dogs were better left undisturbed. Hi, Aunt Sally, Jamie called as he slammed the kitchen door behind him. You're looking fit and trim, Sally nodded approvingly at his tan and sturdy torso. Torso is your body. Still glistening with perspiration. He's been helping to keep the grounds up for me cleaning the pool and cutting the lawns and whatnot. I smiled at my shirtless son as he foraged through my refrigerator. He eventually located a bottle of Pepsi and popped the lid off with an opener tucked beneath the counter. Then he nodded to us and said a polite goodbye and headed back out. I know this real estate side is still up, Sally said. You still planning it, Sal? It's been a relief having Jamie around to help, but I can't depend on him forever. And it's a place, and this place is really too big for me. I set down my empty cup and pressed my lips together unsure once again about so many things. Just a beautiful home, Colleen. I heard the long inner voice. According to Jane, my real estate lady, there's an interesting party who plans on making an offer in the next week or so. And then what? Sally studied me carefully. As she set down her cup, don't tell me you plan on moving out of here before your big trip to Ireland. I don't know, but I didn't sell the old warehouse that Hal used for the shoe business, I explained. I suppose I could store some things there and then sell some things I really won't need all this furniture. Sally frowned. You're okay, aren't you, Colleen? The way you're talking about selling things, packing up, and all that, well, you remind me of an old woman who's about to call it quits. Is there anything you're not telling me about? You're not sick, are you? I forced a tight smile and took a small sip of coffee. No, I'm perfectly fine. Sally, I just feel overwhelmed, that's all. I want to simplify my life. I wave my hand around a big, modern, mod 
kitchen with his long laminated countertops, sleek white metal cabinets, and fancy GE cat appliances. All those white metal cabinets and fancy GE appliances, all those expensive things that Hal insisted I should have when we built this house back in 1950. I really don't need all this. Sally laughed. I sure wish I could trade with you. My kitchen is so tiny that if... That was like three words together. That's pretty cool. Tiny that if all three kids and Richard are indeed in there with me, I can barely turn around, let alone attempt to cook anything edible. The glass is better. That's like four words. I know okay. it's fine. At least it's better than what we grew up with back in Minnesota. I reminded her, remember? Mom's old cast iron cook stove. Oh, oh, I love those. And how hot that place got in the summertime, having harvest seasons. It was like a Swedish sauna or a steam room if we were canning. Sally nodded grimly. I still remember how fumed at you for leaving home after high school. It got stuck. With all the cooking for the next few years, I smirked at my younger sister. I did my time. You and me both. We both laughed. And then, as usual, we recalled some of the fun parts of growing up on a wheat farm in northern Minnesota. Commiserate! Oh, hoo, hoo. what a fine word! It means that they're comparing their stories. Commiserating. C-O-M-M-I-S-E-R-A-T-I-N-G. Commiserating. Good word. About how it felt being the only two girls in a family of six sons. Who I talk and talk. Oh, here's Ted. Okay, I have to switch. Hang on. This only tapes up to 37 minutes. And then there's 11 minutes in a different section. So hang on. Okay. Our dad to work the land, exaggerated about the size of the mosquitoes and how challenging it was to have a boyfriend with all those brothers around. I even told her the story when our eldest brother Hank found Tom Bolton kissing me in the hair aloft. Poor Tom, I said, surprising laughter. Oh, the black eyed and Bloody nose, that unfortunate boy never took at looked at me again. No wonder you wanted to move to Hollywood, Sally really teased. 
and you know hot Colleen I really thought you were going to make the big time too I used to brag to all my girlfriends telling them how you were going to be famous movie star I even made up some stories pretending like you were actually getting cast in some films and I have to confess that I even told Katherine Olson that you've gotten a small role in a movie with Clark Gable and she believed me I laughed loudly though she believed you well we all seen you in high school plays you were the best and you were beautiful and everyone knew it. He thought you had a real chance. I frowned and glanced away. Guess we were all wrong about that. You could have been a star, Sally said stubbornly. If you hadn't given up so quickly, you were all shocked when you wrote, we were all shocked when you wrote home and told us you had gotten married. Oh, sure the war was going and all, but it still took us by way of surprise. Oh, well, I sort of shrugged and tried to think of a way to change the subject. Sally laughed now. I suppose that's what that's what true love does to a person. I stood and carried my coffee cup to the sink. Your Julie told me that she's interested in acting. I said as I rinsed my cup, she said she planned to try out for the school play next spring. I think she'd be a good actress. Fortunately, that was all I needed to sidetrack my sister soon. Sally was talking about Julie and how much her only daughter assured last summer. She gave up all her old tomboy ways. Well, because besides playing basketball with the boys in the driveway, don't think that will ever end. But did I tell you that Julie got a little boyfriend now? Not that we're letting her date yet since she's only 15, but it's so cute how you call calls her on the phone. Richard even got her a little pink princess phone for her bedroom last week. She's so adorable. She really is such a sweetheart. I'd love to see her before we go to Ireland, you know. She hurt. Wow. Just said, she, is she hurt? Wow. You know, she's the closest thing I've got to a daughter. I smiled at my sister. I try not to feel too envious of you. 
Believe me, there are times when I am gladly give you to her. Her to you. She set her empty cup down, then just looked at me. Tell me, sis, why didn't you and Hal have more kids? You were such good parents, Jamie. And with this great big house, well, it just never made sense to me. I would have loved more, I admitted. But Hal was too old, was it had an old injury, you know? The sort of thing that makes it impossible to conceive children. Sally looked truly shocked at my expected, unexpected confession, and I suddenly realized my false ass and wondered what I could possibly say to undo my blunder. This was what came of getting too comfortable with chatting. False is usually referred to as something's fake. F-A-X, F-A-U-X, false. <clears throat> then having Jamie was a real miracle, wasn't it? Sally's eyes grew wide with curiosity. For a brief moment, I considered telling my sister that truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. She was, after all, my only sister, and, well, as my closest friend. But this was a secret, and I had harbored the and protected for so many years that old habits are hard to break. Uh, actually, Hal's accident hadn't happened after J.B. was born. I did hate to lie, but sometimes it was a necessary evil. I have happened during the holidays years ago. An eight-foot shelf overloaded with boxes of shoes toppled onto him, nearly killed him. Well, at least that was all honest. But the real truth was an accident happened. When Hal was in his early 20s, long before I had met him. I never knew that, Sally said, her finely plucked brows arched high. Well, it's not something we ever talk about, not even privately, I admitted. I think Hal was very embarrassed by the whole thing. Now that's, that was truly true, totally true. Sally nodded. Yeah, I can understand that. I'm sure Richard would be the same. Men are just like that. So I'll trust you to keep the little confidence to yourself. I said quietly, you know, for Al's sake, Al's sake, Ken, for Jamie's, of course, Sally. Glanced at the kitchen clock, goodness. I only meant to stay an hour or so, and it's nearly noon already. I've got so much to do. Say, why don't you and Jamie come down to Thanksgiving next month? That way you can see Julie, and she can ask you all sorts of acting questions. I've been telling her about her almost famous aunt, I chuckled. Doubt that I can tell Julie much about acting. 
that was so long ago, and things have certainly changed since then. But I'm sure we'd both love to come for Thanksgiving. I'll check with Jamie and call you next week, okay? Perfect. I watched from the living room window as Sally drove away with her old blue Plymouth and the same car she'd been driving for more than a decade. You know what she could do? She could give some of the things she has to her sister. I imagine her busy family life down in San Diego sharing a small three-bedroom bungalow with only one bath and five people. And despite wanting to be a more mature person, I flat out envied my younger sister. I think I would have traded my modern five-bedroom house my upscale neighborhood, in-ground pool, my slick white Cadillac, my membership to the country club, and all my fancy clothes and shoes for everything, well, everything except my Jamie. All of it exchanged for the simpler life, little life of my little, my sister, and my living all these years, and feeling that a feeling like that just made me sick inside. How could I be ungrateful? How could I be self-centered and selfish? Think of all that dear Hal had done for me. And now, all I felt was regret. But not for losing him. Oh, I did feel that too. I felt it deeply. Hal had been good to me, but... No, my regret was deeper. Further back, perhaps, it was a grief that I had neglected to experience all the time, a grief that would haunt me and the rest of my earthly days. Or maybe Ireland would put it to rest. One could only hope. Helped our dad to work the land, exaggerated about the size of the mosquitoes and how challenging it was to have a boyfriend with all those brothers around. I even told her the story when our eldest brother Hank found Tom Olson kissing me in the hair aloft. Poor Tom, I said, surprising laughter. Oh, the black eyed and bloody nose that. No, this was from six, six o'clock tonight. I did a small reading in uh, an Irish Christmas, Melanie Carson. And there's some really good um, activity. And I wanted to catch it. In the neighborhood, it's a little cold out, but it's much better now. I mean, I'm inside. I really know that it's better outside. But when you go to the store and your neighbor, oh, well. I'd like to call my neighbor and see if they need anything when I'm at the store. 
what's the point, right? People aren't interested in allowing you to help them. That should be your show for not doing it, right? So, let's hear what we can find. Okay, you were really entertaining last night when I was reading the rest of Robert Browning. Uh, the rates of history some English and a bit or two of a couple stories to see which guys respond to best. Ah, hello. I'm Val and Claude Creighton. How are you? People didn't get hurt in that horrible storm last night. I don't know how many got hurt with that horrible wind in Vincent, but according to the map last night, it was pretty bad. I would think that you you were a reputable news service. You could contact the people who might have relatives living in that area and say so and so and so and so, you know, got hurt or died. But they didn't do that.
Just come in the door and throw your body on the floor. Purposes. It's important that we tell you that. <laughs> activity might be different at different times of day. Christmas, uh, Irish, an Irish Christmas by Melanie Carson. I was reading, and the son went to get new shoes that mom was buying him for their trip to Ireland. He also got socks, and while he was there, he was telling the dude that works in the group in the shoe store that bought the shoe store that his mother and him were going to Ireland. And that he was probably going to the Air Force. And the guy thinks that that would be great because that would make a man of him. And the son thinks he already is a man because he's 21. Men, male brains don't stop growing until they're 25. So he's still just a kid. Oh, white noise. Never seen those little buttons before. Okay. 
Oh, wait, yeah, wait, no, I see if that does anything. I'll go and we'll read some of this. We're in chapter two. Ah, chapter four. Jamie. Um, let's see. Henry is a guy. He's interested in Jamie's mom. has these comments that he says in his head, which is a good thing he doesn't say them out loud. He thinks that Henry would be like uh, Gomer Pyle dating Audrey Hepburn, who is Audrey Hepburn being his mom. Uh, what are your plans, son? Henry says, counting out my change now. And sounding a little too fatherly, in my opinion, for the future, I mean. What's next? In that, James Frederick. Sort of shrugged, then quickly, telling about Mom's plan for Ireland. And then he tells about his friend that went into the Air Force, and that he's thinking that he should in the Air Force. not really happy that his mom is selling her house. I think he just wants all he can get. Oh, yes, sir. Like my old half-sister. Wow, you are more active tonight. Maybe with a storm <laughs> with it. Oh no, this is the day that John F. Kennedy got shot. Uh, this woman comes rushing in to tell them in the shop that John F. Kennedy had been shot. I followed them outside where we all stood in silence, horror watching the nightmare unfold before our very eyes, President John F. Kennedy had been shot while driving in a motorcade in Dallas, Texas. Everyone in the store was crying, including me. No one ever tried to hide it. And I didn't care that I knew many of the people in the shop. I didn't care. That I was supposed to be a grown man. A man who barely cried at his own father's funeral. I just stood there, openly sobbed with the rest of them. How could this have happened? 
in our own country, our leader had been murdered with his very pretty wife by his side. It was it was like a, a really bad movie. I eventually left Scott and spent the remainder of the day in deep, dark depression, tucked away in the gloomy warehouse with my transistor radio blaring on AM news yeah. station. I sat on a crate and listened to, talk, to all the ongoing tales of the like assassination and head wound. How long before JFK died, how Vice President Johnson had sworn in an Air Force One before leaving Dallas, I took in the whole works and finally, when I couldn't take it anymore, I started to play my piano. I played and played, and although I knew it was senseless and would probably matter to no one but me, I dedicated my plan playing to President John F. Kennedy and his two children and beautiful wife Jackie. My heart ached for all of them. How could something like this have happened? It was about four o'clock when I finally remembered my own mother and suddenly wondered if how she would be taking it, all this. And I realized that it might have hit her hard as it hit me. And so I rushed home for, to find her sitting in front of the television with her hands in her lap and her big brown eyes all swollen with red and crying. Have you heard, she whispered, clutching mm -hmm. a white handkerchief in her first and in her fist and looking at me with a trembling chin. Without saying anything, I nodded and sat down beside her. I draped one arm around her frail shoulders and together we watched the news until finally she got up and went into the kitchen and made us some supper. Neither of us felt hungry that night. We continued to watch the news on television, seeing that scene in the car again and again. Then we watched as they replayed the scene where Jack's Jackie Ooh. stood by LBJ and the Air Force I'm One and watched breathing. as a new president Snuggle. was sworn in. I'm breathing. He listened Snuggle. to the familiar newsman and was you sit down? the ones who sit down? came on every evening at 6 o'clock. Tonight they I were discussing the ter terrified events of the day and speculating over no what no, we don't next? scratch this chair. I think that was 62. I was four years old. But it was impossible not to notice the sound no, of no, uncertainty no. and uneasy caution chair. in their voices as if we don't they do like, no. like us. No, 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 no. 
No, Kitty, no. We don't. I, we just don't. Well, it wasn't until the we don't next do morning. That. No. Saturday when I remembered. No, we don't do that. Mom. I mean it. About the sale of the house and whether or not the third no, time really that. had been the charm. No. Should have returned on the small television that Dad had instead no. of putting in the kitchen. In the kitchen. And I am sure it was the first time I'd ever seen that television on. But the buying was turned down. No. Yesterday, she said, as if... It had been a few weeks ago. Let's see. As I recall, Jane had just told me that the couple liked the house and nope. I wanted to make an and wanted to make an offer. No. She handed me a cup of coffee. No. Don't do it. Setting the cow shaped porcelain creamer on the table. But that's when Sally called and told me about no. the shooting. Don't she do was that. crying and she said to turn on the television, and you did. She no. said, yes. Don't do it. Then we all just stood there in the family room and watched it. It was the strangest thing, Jamie. I'd only just met the couple, and suddenly we were all sobbing and holding on to each other like it was the end of the world. And we were all had. And then, just as abruptly, they left. They wanted to go and get their children. I doubt they will want the house. Who can think of buying a house right now? No! I nodded. It sure makes you look at life differently. I still can't believe it happened, Jamie. I know really dead. I really like Kennedy. I think he was the best president ever. We're in there. Wow, that was clear. No one can ever replace him. I know. I wanted to vote for him in the next election. It's all so sad. She started down at the coffee cup I was so cool having such a young president. It was so cool. It's like uh, he understood young people. He wanted to make this country better. He was too young to die. I swallowed hard, Mom. Man, it just really ticks me off. And I know you don't want to hear this, Mom, but it really makes you want to join the Air Force more. And ever now, I'm ready to give back to my country. I want to do it for JFK. She nodded slightly and looked away, and I sensed she wasn't too pleased with my newfound resolve, but I could tell she didn't plan to stand against me either, at least not today. The next few days felt like the entire country was draped and an anonymous flag 
of heavy darkness. Everyone seemed to be in mourning, or if they weren't, they had at least had the good sense to keep their thoughts to themselves. The house was quiet, and both Mom and I moved slightly, silently through the days. I was extra careful not to leave any dirty dishes on the counter and keep my personal items picked up, even put my dirty clothes in the laundry hamper in my room. Do your own laundry, you're 21! wasn't sure if I was growing up or if life had just suddenly gotten serious. Finally, it was Thursday and Thanksgiving Day, and I drove to San Diego, and we all did our best to celebrate holidays. But even my cousins were much quieter than usual. A cloud of sadness hovered over everyone. I think we were all relieved when the day finally ended. And we could put our party faces aside. Well, we see before the big trip, Uncle Richard asked. As we stood around my mom's white caddy, he paused to light up a marlboro, then took in a long drag. I don't know, Mom jiggled the keys in the one hand. You don't still want to go over there now, do you? Aunt Sally asked. I thought maybe you changed your mind, Colleen, I mean, with that... With this all happening, everything. Are you sure it's a good idea to travel now? I don't know why not, Mom said. What do you think, Richard? Any warnings about international travel? Shook his head, then let out a puff of smoke over his shoulder. Not that I heard. To make sure your check, you check with the travel agent a day or two before you leave. Kennedy was Irish. No, 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 no. I said suddenly, of course. I instantly felt stupid for making such a childish-sounding statement, except that it had just occurred to me. That's right, Uncle Richard said crushing a cigarette butt between the heel of his boot. He was Irish Catholic, first time ever in this country. Then we all lugged, all hugged, and everyone said goodbye. They're okay, I said to Mom. As she drove back up the freeway toward home, Yes, they are. I decided it was some comfort to have a family around at times like this, especially since my dad was gone and he didn't really have much families to live in. 
at least not around here. And you know, he had some relatives out on the East Coast, but they're like strangers to me. And the rest of Mom's family, except Aunt Sally, still lives in Minnesota. I've been out there once back when I was about nine, before my Grandpa Johnson died. And although there were lots and lots of cousins to play with, Along with tons of relatives, I pretty much felt like an outsider. Maybe it was because most of them were had Johnson for the last name, and the same name as the big family farm. And I didn't really fit in with that. So on Thanksgiving Day, that's been a week after Kennedy was shot. I was glad to have Aunt Sally and Uncle Richard and my cousins around. And I was glad to have Mom, too. Maybe that was one of the good things about tragedy. It made you appreciate what you had. I think that's why we have tragedy. I don't know. Yeah. 
dot there. People who looked like they knew where they were going were starting to board. And I suddenly decided to see if I could join them. I quickly located a small ticket office without having the slightest idea where this bulletin might be or even caring much, although it was a fairy destination. I bought a round-trip ticket and boarded the boat. Since the sun was still shining, although clouds were gathered on the western horizon, I sat out on the upper deck waiting for the boat to sail, which it did rather quickly. Irish 
Like 
Well, I take this this morning. Um, first, I'm going to read to you the words that were produced from the uh, taping. Okay, these are the words that it. Come uh, on, out of there. It uh, heard and recorded. Let's turn that off so I can read them. Dune duty. Dune came in. I do. Well. Get back down. Stars boot a uh, boat to tell me computer cage. Picked afraid. Julia's my uncle's name. Uh, broad. Goodbye. Waiting for it to move. Now, turn up the volume in here. Afraid came in at, at 8.17. Julian, 8.13. Broad at 8.12. On the 8th. Bud. Not correct, huge waste theory. Restore, don't belong, trap, distance, don't divide. Trap, distance, divide. School, Cooper, jump among us, Paul, needles, hail, and. There's Paul for 10. Lesser, and. sleep, name, sensor, page, cool, black. Scripture, Isaac, Section Daddy, Ugly, Warm, Scent, Fontaine, Threshold, Dash, Letters, Beside, Great, Air, Nail, Deborah, Kate, Received, Tall, Tristan, Strength, Eddie, Charles, Ma'am. These are the words that it, uh, come on, out of there. Heard and recorded at Doom. this time. They all recorded today. You see the time, and they were Julian was my uncle Bud's first name. We call him Bud. He didn't like Julian. I'm going to save the list. Crap. Distant. Divide. Okay. It will record. Stop. Stop. We're going to do this. You're going to hear what I recorded. There's, I tried not to talk through it. Away. It's purely the machine while I eat. Now, I'm going to put on the ghost box. And let you record that while I'm gone.
Where's my sock? Sock, sock, sock. Goes at. I have my aunt register its words that are said. Uh, like it just said jump. And to me, it sounded like breathing. I had a lot of that last night. I'll wander away and do my stuff in the kitchen, come back to my breakfast, and then I'll record this. So, it's right now it's recording, but it's not. Anyway, it's going to tape while I'm gone. We'll see what we get while I'm gone. There are four kitties in here sleeping. Three kitties. And for some reason, the ghosts are like me. They like cats.
Okay, um, there wasn't any, um, picture or anything, but this came out of my reading, um, yesterday, and so I'm gonna play it. I wasn't using any ghost app. It's freaky to me. Listen. No, no ghost app was used. Listen. I record and listen back because I'm an audible learner. As a writer, this is what I do. Isn't that freaky? 